0: Imagine you're going to a ren fair. Uh, you know, for for those for those of you who don't know what a ren fair is, it's basically a medieval recreation of like a town in Renaissance era Europe somewhere, where you've got you know turkey legs and knights and d- dresses and tall pointy hats sometimes and jousting and sword fights and grog mead it's it's like you've stepped back in time and there's like a little bit of cognitive dissonance because obviously there's like people that have cell phones even though they're not supposed to and it doesn't smell like feces the whole time so it's like you don't really get that true renaissance era feel but it's eh, as close as you want i would say Part of the big fun of going to a Ren fair, or like a, a Disneyland, or anywhere that is trying to give you a heightened sense of fantasy mixed with reality, is you want the people who are playing their parts, and the people putting on the whole affair care about their parts to really put their heart and soul into it so that you the for lack of a better word viewer or experience goer can feel like they are just being absorbed into this world and even though you're not participating in it fully you're at least part of it what a castle for christmas feels like to me is you're going to a ren fair for christmas movies but the people putting it on just don't Quite care enough about it. It's like they're all just getting a paycheck and they're wearing, you know, the garb, but for the most part, like people are eating Big Macs, or, you know, uh, you, you see a, a knight, but he's talking on his cell phone and arguing with like his landlord about, you know, not wanting to get evicted. Or there's like, you know, a, a, a princess turns around and is like waving to somebody and says, yeah, don't drive away. I'll be right there. And it's like, no, no, that's not period appropriate. What what this movie feels like is that kind of where, except that there's one knight there who's taking everything as seriously as you want, and you're like, yes, yes, Carrie Elwes, you're my knight in shining armor at this Ren fair, and I'm I'm really glad that you and like maybe your retinue are taking this seriously. So at least there's some people here who are doing this right. Anyway, this is such a weird intro, but this movie is like a ren fair to me that is diluted and uninteresting and I really wanted to go to the ren fair and I really wanted to have a good time and I like ren fair, but I don't want to spend time out of my day with my family and my kid going somewhere for an experience if it's not going to be worth my time. And I don't think this movie is worth your time. I think there's part of it that could be, but it really needed to try harder. It looks great, though. It's like this Ren Fair had armorsmiths that were just spot on. So, I don't know. You'll hear us talk about it. M- Merry Christmas season. Ho, ho, ho.
1: Welcome, everybody, to A Gentleman's Guide to Rom-Coms. I'm your favorite and most precious host, Ryan Graves. And I'm that host that you kind of tolerate, Kelly Song. Um, Kelly, I more than tolerate you. I put up with you. You extra tolerate me. Yeah. You're like, I'm like lactose intolerant, but you, I'm always tolerant.
0: (laughs) What? (laughs) So I... You can you can stand me as long as you like. Take a I don't pill. need to
1: take any special pills. Oh, you to don't have need you. to. No, because oh, you're okay. not a pill. I I extra tolerate you.
0: I'm not a pill. No. Well, that's great. You know who is a pill? Your s- daughter. Characters <laughs> like, in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> then we're here to. No, my daughter's not a pill. She's she she's kind of poopy. Um, <laughs> well, how's your kid? Um,
1: he used being a pill. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, stop being a pill, and he's like, ah, ah. <laughs> uh. I saw a video of him laughing the other day. Is that is that like his grandmother? Is that like four percent, four percent
0: laughter, ninety six percent pill,
1: ninety six percent just terror? He's almost two, and it's terrible. Terrible
0: twos. That's why they call them that. I always thought it was just no. That's there's no really other way to look at it. It's just terrible. Ask me how my daughter's dooting.
1: How she's dooting?
0: Yeah, is she dooting well? She's she's tooting? She's tooting and dooting. She's getting better and better every day.
1: Like a Beatles song.
0: Yeah, I gotta admit it. Um she is sleeping better. She's not as fussy twenty four seven, she's smiling. There's there's just like there's some
1: humanity there. Is she laughing? She's yeah, she's laughing. Was she laughing last night at the movie?
0: You know, I put her on my my lap at one point in time, and, like, she just looked up at the movie, and she's like, oh, lights, cool. <laughs> and um, there was one point in time where she, like, looked at Robin and then made this face like, huh? <laughs> and she's like, I know, baby.
1: <laughs> uh, a really strange thing happened. There's an ornament on the tree, and my mom brought this ornament over, and it's a picture of me. Oh, on your tree? Yeah, on uh, my Not tree. in the movie. New. Okay. It's a picture of me as a child, and I pointed to it holding Theo, and I was like, who's that? And he's like, dada? What? I'm like, whoa! He's a really good. I saw him do that the other day with uh, with Sarah's picture.
0: Yeah, where he said "mama."
1: Yeah, it's weird. It's freaky. He can speak. Yeah,
0: like, are you afraid of are, are you afraid of him a little bit? Like, you see those memes where it's <laughs> it's like, you know, um, it, there's a very, very, very slim chance that your
1: child could kill you, mm-hmm. but not zero. <laughs> he, his skill set is increasing. He was in his crib last night and he was freaking out. He wanted to get out. And he did that thing where you know how you try and get over a gate but like yeeting over it? Like you're like, Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> like he as a baby almost flipped himself over. And remember that part in Avengers two when Thor is watching Captain America pull up on Mjolnir and it like nudges and he's like, oh, like that nervous, like, Oh my god, can they do this? Uh huh. He didn't get over it. He didn't pick up the hammer. And my son didn't get over the ledge of the crib, so it was okay. But it was definitely a Thor nervous moment. I'm talking Avengers Endgame. No, and the second one. Oh, when they're at the party. We're at the party, and you know, Steve's like, "Ah, watch me." So you got to turn that thing into a bed soon, right? Uh, Thor's hammer. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we can do that. No, no, that'd be (laughs) uncomfortable.
0: No, the like you you basically transition from full crib to like part crib to yeah. Apparently,
1: my brother in law Eugene, who you know. I and know you're good friends with. I know you, Gene. Apparently, as he tells me, as he was a young child, he had to be moved to a just mattress on floor because he was so much the climber that they had to do that. Oh, I so, love it.
0: Um, I feel like Theo's right there. He's too too tall, too heavy, too. He, he's basically a five-year-old, but in a two-year-old's body right now.
1: Yeah, so yeah. audience, that's what I'm going through. And I kind of envy you for the moment because mm-hmm. you're just dealing with a baby that doesn't go anywhere.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's pretty chill right now. The the whole like waking up every three hours thing. We're like, hey, sleep, go sleep, do it. But it's, she won't. It'll always be she won't like do that. It. So Ryan, we're we're here to talk about a castle for Christmas, which we were really excited about last week. Um, I thought it was
1: a Christmas for a castle.
0: No, a castle for Christmas. Oh, okay. Which one's a Christmas for a castle? I mean, it's it's on Hallmark. I mean, oh. it's there. You know, it's there. Yeah. It's like, uh, we'll call this rule miracle on thirty fourth Street. Um Where, if you can think of it, there's probably a plot and/or a title for a Christmas movie at this point.
1: Well, then there's a valet for Valentine's Day. A, I'm trying to think of other alliterative like like this is a series, oh, right? Um, yeah, yeah. A valet a, for Valentine's Day. A a a, a pitcher for St. Patty's. Yep, pitcher for Patty's. Um What else we got? Those are the only holidays. Uh. F-
0: Fart <laughs> for Fourth of July. Yep, a fart you know, for Fourth loud of noises. July. That's right. right.
1: Mm-hmm. One more. Um, okay, how about a a thank you for Thanksgiving? No, it's too literal. Do it again. Go again. Um, Beep. <laughs> uh, a Hank for Thanksgiving. No, 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 no. We, we already we do, do that. those. Yeah, we already know. do those. Won't, you bring it home. A Ryan, we get
0: paid. Way too much money every episode to let the audience down now. A meme for Memorial Day. Okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's about a young, hip woman who's working at a a local Facebook store. And and she hates Memorial Day, but she's been tasked to write the world's best meme. (laughs) Thanks, Hallmark. So, before we get into the story of this movie, I want to kind of pre- preload the audience with a uh, it's it's expectations because Mm -hmm. we've watched quite a few rom-coms from netflix now yeah and there's one rom-com in particular i wonder if you can think about it that we have watched for this podcast Uh uh-huh that is almost the
1: exact same plot as this movie um for this one um well the the problem is it's so derivative of A lot of other movies, too. Sure, sure, sure. But this is a Netflix-specific rom-com. Okay, so let's go through it. There's Falling in Love. That's the one. Falling in Love, basically. So I have a list of things that are similar between these two films. Okay.
0: Um, I just want you to say true or false afterwards. Yeah. Okay. An annoying American goes to a foreign country to buy a building that's a fixer-upper. Right. There is a community of oddballs that love her instantly. Ding-ching. One of which is a single gay couple even though we only get half of that in this one. <laughs> Ding-ching. Um he's a grumpy loner who fixes things. Ding-ching. You have a jeep ride through the country. Ding-ching. In the <laughs> in the in the Australian one or New Zealand one. Um there's a bunch of sheep that they uh, like, you know, have to worry about and in this one there's a bunch of cows. Mm. Rush hour. Um, instead of a goat that pops up in weird places in the house, there is a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, she stays in a drafty old place, which she fixes up with friends. Ching. Um, there's an awkward almost kiss.
1: Oh, didn't In this one, she decides to smell him. Um, no, that was well, and a hug. It's both. Yeah, yeah. Well, that it was she, not like she sniffed him like a she dog and ran of away does it first. Yeah,
0: she smells him and then hugs. She's him. like, she's like, might as well commit. <laughs> Brooke, Brooke, what are you doing? <laughs> um, very on the nose music. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's. I mean, that's not necessarily a plot point. Is she going to stay? Mmm. Mm. Um, and then, I mean, basically, Scotland, a tourism movie. Mm, yeah. So, I just wanted to get those out of the way so that we could not harp on it as much later on. But let's actually get into the story rather than all these little plot beats. Mmm, mm-hmm. Tell me a story, Turk. Let me tell you a story about love, I tell you? I ask you about love, but they quote me a sonnet. I'm not much more than an interpreter, and not very good at telling stories. That's
1: the end. What do you mean, that's the end? That's not, it's the beginning of something interesting. Listen, that's the end of that saga. The end. <laughs> Can I just give you one more comparison? Oh, yeah, Be- as many as you want, actually. It's not to falling in love, but I was just thinking... We have a grumpy, yet very handsome, uh, very ancestrally wealthy, but not actually wealthy, but rich and ancestry, ancestry richness, who is a humble landlord to his tenants, and he treats them good, but that is not known. His good qualities are not known until later in the story. Up front, we know that he is a... Um, impatient. And this is Elvis gruff, yeah, and the impatient dude. and gruff man who treats our heroine with a certain grumpy and haughtiness. Yeah, kind of. But he's kind of Just also go really nice. Yeah yeah, go, yeah, 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 yeah. But but who does that remind you of? Of a you? <laughs> oh. Um, a movie we've seen. No, just of a classic literary character who is oh, Mister Darcy. Yeah,
0: yeah, Mister Darcy.
1: Yeah, and if he were actually rich, then he would just be full Darcy. But he's he's actually kind of poor now.
0: <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, he is a poor man. But we don't start off with Mister Cary Elwes. We start off with. Brooke Shields, a.k.a. Sophie Brown, a.k.a. The most
1: famous author in the world. <laughs> where she
0: walks down the street, you would know her instantly. She's basically the J.K. Rowling of... More. Yeah, she's more
1: famous than where her. No
0: matter where she goes, people will see her and recognize her. So much so that she's just released her 10th book and she killed off a character which has received so much anger from her adoring non-fans anymore, mm-hmm. public, where they will protest her.
1: Yes. How dare she? Because you remember the great riots of 2004 when uh, uh, Gary Oldman died. Who's Gary Oldman? Oh, Sirius Black. When Sirius Black died. Yeah, where where all of
0: all of the fans of these books stormed <laughs> and raged and said, I'll never read another one and we'll burn these books because our character that we liked died. I mean, I get it. Like, in Game of Thrones, when like which is more popular, more popular? Let's be honest, more popular than these books. Let's be honest. Yeah, she like you know they they kind of miffed the last season in a lot of people's eyes, and a lot of people were pissed off on social media. But it's like nobody went and protested outside of like interviews, yeah, <laughs> or something. And the idea that this romance author. Who is seemingly very successful would have this happen to her afterwards yeah. is Bazonkers.
1: <laughs> Which well, it's just like, okay, I, I will suspend my display for your yeah. fantasy story. That's sure. fine. I'll That's go fine. I'll go in. Cause like, you know, in Castle, Richard Castle is like the most hot famous crime writer. And it's like, have you met crime writers? Have you seen <laughs> them? They don't look anything like Nathan <laughs> Fillion. Uh, they all have kind of longer hair. And they're just grungy guys yeah. who you would find at a Marvel movie. Yeah,
0: they're, they're exactly the kind of people you'd expect. Um, they're not unlike us, except with more hair, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but she goes on the Drew Barrymore show, which doesn't exist, but I want to exist. Yes, it does. It, it exists. Drew Barrymore yeah. has her own show. Yeah. How did I not know about this? I don't know.
1: It's like uh, it's been like they there's like that's a go to SNL sketch of like let's make fun of the Drew Barrymore show. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like. <laughs> one of their new actors like that's her go-to uh, impersonation these days is Drew Barrymore. So, oh. I kind of I I thought they made it. I liked it more when I thought they made it up for this movie. <laughs> that would have been fun. I feel like if they made up a talk show, would it be Drew Barrymore or who else could we have used oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah, like okay. a made up one?
0: Like the um let's take a non Non like AAA plus list rom com actor, but who's, who's somebody else who could turn into a talk a show?
1: show? I actually want hosted by is Kristen Bell.
0: Woo! That's excellent. Oh, yeah, that would be amazing. And then
1: Dax Shepard would show up every once in a while. Yeah, that'd be
0: fun. Who's, who's her musical? Like, who's the person playing music for her? Will I Am yeah yeah he's just a, <laughs> her like hype man yeah and slash like he directs the band yeah yeah oh, oh i would watch the crap out of that and she has a sloth on yeah yeah come on so that's not what happens though and then like there's this whole thing where drew barrymore is like like i'm i'm your friend but then she like tears her a new one and then uh Brooke sophie Shields. brown freaks out she, she, has a, she has a freak she out has a tom cruise style i'm i'm a normal human being who's going having a hard moment or a an odd moment
1: on talk show which good for them for trying to show us that but the problem is they directed the shot where she gets up from the chair and the cameraman knew that she was going to get up from her chair and have a Uh rant and it's like if this was like Spontaneous, the cameraman would be like, Whoa, 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 whoa she's oh, going yeah, yeah. nuts. But uh-huh. like the camera's like, All right, now we're going to do an elegant fly out and, yeah. like, and slowly no, no. <laughs> pan
0: back. Yep, yep, yep. Come to this. No, no. Come,
1: come on, Sophie, bring it, bring it. <laughs> I also really like how they do the lighting setups for when they're doing the camera phone stuff because there's a lot of times when it's a camera phone superimposed on it. And it's like the lighting in these shots where it's just their iPhone shooting them. It's like the most elegantly lit shots in the universe. This is the. Okay, so. You didn't have to try that hard. You could have just shot it on an iPhone. Like you're a cheap, you're a cheap Netflix movie. Why bother? Uh, there's
0: these, there's these moments where um, Sophie Brown will talk to somebody on Facetime or whatever, and um, <laughs> and they superimpose over like a third of the screen the 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 other side of the conversation on the phone. It's so distracting, mm-hmm. and they like. they keep cutting away from it they don't just leave it on for the conversation they're like okay this is boring she's not doing anything okay we'll bring her back for when she's talking Mm -hmm. and then we'll cut away from it yeah
1: yeah it was weird it was
0: weird but so she decides to go to scotland because her daughter's like the reason why you wanted to write to begin with was because of grandpa and grandpa was a storyteller so go to scotland and do a castle she's like i'm gonna go to scotland and do a castle
1: yeah so she goes to Yarl'sburg, scotland (laughs) what i don't know that's germany what was the town called i can't remember Is the town called Dun Dunbar? I don't. I don't know if it's called Dun
0: Dunbar, but we'll we'll say it's on the fiefdom of Dun Dunbar. Yeah. I best castle name though. Can we say best castle name?
1: Dun Dunbar. Dun Dunbar.
0: Where do you live? Dun Dunbar.
1: Oh, thanks. Woo woo.
0: So Dun Dunbar. She, she shows up there, and she meets all these people in a knitting circle. They're and like,
1: hi, we're going to be the eccentric uh, back, back characters and side characters for this movie. Yeah,
0: there's there's the leader, and she's just kind of the cool leader. And then there's the old lady, and then there's the baker. And then there's the guy whose husband died recently, and he hasn't talked since then. I thought then. he was deaf. No, no, no but sec- he just hasn't he, talked yet. Right,
1: but like at first he's like kind of signing. I'm like, wait, he's gay, deaf. And widowed, like you guys are really <laughs> stacking check, check, it check, on. Check, check, check. But it's not how can you not love him? No, he's taking a vow of silence, and I'm like, oh, so is he going to have like a climactic time where he is going to finally utter something? And yeah. That being said, like as a character trait, I think it's a really cool one where it's like
0: you have this silent character who hasn't talked since his husband's death. And I'm like, if Richard Curtis was directing this, this might be one of the greatest characters ever written. Mm-hmm. But he's not. But he's not. <laughs> um but I do love his his name's Angus and I do love his sweaters most of all in mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah. Um so she hangs out with those people and they're like, "You're our friend." Also, they're like, "You're Sophie Brown?
1: We know you, internationally acclaimed a- author." Sophie Brown. In our wee village, dinner be daft. Welcome to the village
0: inn. Thank you. I have a reservation under Sophie Brown. Sophie Brown, the author? Not sure I should admit it, but uh, yes. I've read all your books. I just finished the last one. Sophie Brown, who's also, she's gone through recently a divorce, like a year ago, and her her ex-husband um, is marrying somebody. hmm now, fellows, ladies, gentlemen, people of the world, children, lend me your ears eh, Carrie Elwa says that in a movie <laughs> um when you this there's there's a, 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 a let's can we talk about Chekhov's gun for a second yeah. Okay, so um, che- Anton Chekhov is this old playwright from Russia. And uh, there's a rule written about a device where um, if you're going to introduce a gun in the first act of the play, it has to show up by the end. You, basically, somebody has to be killed by it. It will be used. It will be used. Um, not, I guess nobody will necessarily be killed by it, but it will be, be used. used. So... Um, Basically, we have Brooke Shields being Sophie Brown, this author who's having a horrible time. And then on the other side, we have Carrie Elvis, this Duke who's having a hard time financially, right? And he's trying to like set up his castle as a, a place for people to have destination weddings or funerals or whatever. And there's this moment where he's like, ah, okay, we're going to book this wedding.
1: Right. Whatever happened to that wedding? So,
0: <laughs> so I. Can I tell you what the this movie either missed out on or was planning on doing and just didn't have room for? Uh huh. So not only was that happening, but there was also um, a like her ex husband is getting married on Christmas Eve. Right. Right. And so this guy is like, "Oh yeah, we'll book this wedding um, for this castle," <laughs> oh, and then she's like, "Oh, um, my ex husband's getting married, and that's why her daughter can't come visit her for Christmas." Now, why the heck wasn't the wedding that they, he booked for the castle her ex husband's wedding? Because unbeknownst? At, at
1: the end of the movie, it could have been like, What are you doing? And he's like, Oh no, this is we're all colliding with each other. Yeah, that would have been perfect.
0: Now, they don't do that. They don't do that. But, but, like, Three quarters of the way through this movie, a couple, a random couple that were shown for some reason, shows up. Who the hell
1: were they? And
0: checks in, and we don't get the husband's name. We only get the last name of the woman he's with.
1: I've got three. Oh. oh, sorry. Bonjour. May I help you? Yes, yes. I would like a room for the night, please. Okay. All we've got left is the Christmas romance package. Uh. Oh, champagne in the evening.
0: Really? Breakfast in bed. Hmm. All the Netflix you can binge. Thank you. We'll take that. Yes, we will. Very good. Can I take a name, please? Donatelli. Excellent. Who looks strikingly like Brooke Shields. I think that they were the couple that was supposed to show up, and it just got left on the cutting
1: room floor. I just, how can it be? It goes through so many versions, so many executives look at it, and none of them asked, why is this scene in here? <laughs>
0: Okay, so now we uh, let's get back to the story.
1: Um, so she's like, Oh, I'm a divorcee, but I also have to rescue my career. So she's gonna go right. And she goes and she has this
0: agent who's like breathing down her neck twenty four seven like nobody well, would.
1: What's funny is everyone's <laughs> pissed because she killed off this character, so her career is in the toilet. Who she killed off because she's mad at her husband, apparently. Right. Yeah. But the agent's like, Hey, Harper Collins wants to offer you a four book deal. Why would Harper Collins offer a four book deal if her reputation is in the toilet and now has to rescue it? Wouldn't she be on the outs with her publisher? Because reasons, but also (laughs) her agent like was, has probably
0: been made so much money, like so much money if she's as popular as they say she is.
1: Yeah. She should be like a billionaire JK Rowling at this point.
0: And so she should, she should basically like her agent should basically be like, Hey, look, I get it. You're having, you're having a hard time. Take, take a break for A second, like let this die down and come back with a new book, but instead,
1: her, her agent's just like, You better write, you better fucking write out there, give me another book. Well, I get that pressure, I just don't get the uh, demand for this new book that has to come out like tomorrow, right?
0: Yeah, like I don't, I don't get it, but she, um, she meets Carrie Elwes, who is an English actor with a pretty pretty good scottish pretty, like i robin didn't like it but i was like i'm fine with this accent yeah sarah yeah. liked
1: it too yeah um uh, he's fucking charming well it's so great cuz the first shot where it's like oh look wesley
0: oh my sweet
1: wesley <laughs> and he still looks it he's got wesley hair and i just wonder if he's if he's going to wear a rug the rest of his life cuz it's like the the hair is it looks like just like he uses the same exact hairstyle from The Princess Bride.
0: Maybe, okay, maybe he just, like, biologically he just works it, and he's just got that hair. Or, also, he's a really rich actor. You can do anything you want to make yourself look (laughs) any way you want, probably. Yeah,
1: so I really like their meet-cute because they run into each other while he's doing, like, maintenance at the inn. (laughs) What
0: what happens is his dog jumps up at her, and And, like she falls. Just nudges her (laughs) with the littlest ounce of gravity. But instead of her just, like, backing up to, like, like back up, she turns and falls into his arms. Yeah, and Kathy, Robin's sister, who's watching this with us, is like, "That's how I always fall. I turn around and fall down." <laughs> As you wish.
1: Oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, like a cat. Because if you're falling down, it's like force. get your yeah. get
0: your limbs out. Um, but he holds her, and they kind of like have a small thing for each other. Mm-hmm. But he he seems like a a janitor, a, a maintenance guy, a landscaper dude. Mm -hmm. Uh, A caretaker, I guess, is what you'd call him. Yeah. But he's really a duke.
1: Yeah, so then she goes on this tour of the castle, and we learn that she's going through the tour, and she sees this Carrie Elwes just doing more maintenance, and she's like, oh, you're just the kindly maintenance man of town. Yeah, and he's like, I'll give you a tour, baby. sure. As you wish. So she goes on this tour, she goes into, she, she has memorized where she needs to go, and she goes to the very tippy-top of the castle.
0: Right, after he gets distracted. Yeah, and, and he's like, don't go up there. And she's like, I'm going to He's go like, don't there. go to the West Wing. <laughs> There's like, a rose, don't touch it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and she goes up there, and she finds an engraving on the door frame, and Carrie always finds her, and he's like, the hell you doing up here? Which fair enough. Yeah,
0: and she's like, my grandpa was gonna do this thing, but some landlord kicked him out and fired his dad, and so you should feel bad about. it. And he's like, yeah, my my grandpa was kind of a dick.
1: Yeah, and then Carrie was was like, um, you know, that's an endearing reason why you want to look up here. I can no longer trust you, and I'm gonna be mad at you for the rest of this movie.
0: Uh, I, here's the thing. I I get she if she was more charming, mm-hmm. I would also call that into question, but she's grating. (laughs) Like I, I can see like she's, she's like immediately what she does is run away. Right. And like sneak through his castle. And so immediately I'd be like, "Uh, okay, what are you doing here? And she's like, well, this happened.
1: And then also I'm going to insult you. And he's like, that's fine. But, then, couldn't she have just asked and told him and explained the situation? No, because she's... Well, she didn't know that he's the owner of the castle.
0: And I, I, I like sneaking through castles, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, Harry Potter late nights, I getcha. But
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she couldn't do that for plot reasons. For plot because reasons. Because we we're in a Netflix rom-com.
0: So basically, they they walk out and they are kind of grating on each other more. And he's grumpy, but I think in a lovable way, personally. And um, then They now have this because of Antagonism, I guess. Yeah,
1: they now have a Elizabeth Darcy conflictedness towards one another.
0: And then she basically, fast forward to we find out he's losing the castle.
1: And so he's losing the castle because of property taxes? Like, he, he should own it outright. Like, it's not like... It's not like they bought it in 1952. They've no, owned you, it for hundreds of years. You
0: own the land, but if you own all the land all around and the castle, mm-hmm. like that's got to be so much money yeah. just to upkeep. And so if you don't have like a lorddom and fief being paid to you yeah. all the time, fief, is fief something you can pay regardless? Yeah. Um. But in, as soon as we find this out, she also shows up and she's like, I'm going to buy this castle because she's super rich apparently
1: they the line is like the castle is cheaper than a range rover and it's like shit i'll buy it then (laughs) no he's not selling it for (laughs) what did what did she say she said something about a range rover something like like he's selling it he has to sell it for like dirt cheap because it's such a such a nightmare to maintain or something like that
0: i yeah i i don't think i think you could sell a castle for more Uh, you
1: should sell it for more than a range rover he is the author it's rather loud but as i understand it sarah's (laughs) explaining to me it's like castles are so hard to maintain that they're actually really hard to sell off because no one wants to actually own it because you can't really afford to keep it up
0: you got to move into a castle with like 10 of your friends
1: yeah and so like the new instagram thing for like the hgtv generation is like how do us millennial couple like takes care of this castle and like that's the whole thing and i like that
0: I'd, I'd be on that show
1: yeah and maybe that's what the movie should have been instead of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but she buys the castle and they he doesn't want to sell it at first but
0: then he's like okay you give me a, enough money in escrow that will go for 90 days and then if you decide to leave like you can't get your money back and so he thinks that this will float him for a while and he can get her out of the castle but qualification is he gets to keep living in the house during this time
1: yeah but what's it I, I still am kind of confused by his master plan he's going to drive her away and she's going to like give up on the deal if then, she
0: basically if she backs out he gets to keep the money in escrow
1: oh so he'll just have the house paid for yeah and he keeps it but if
0: if that's the case then like a deposit in escrow is not that much money i think she's spending millions of dollars on this
1: house yeah, and like if she's J.K. Rowling, you know like she should be able to afford a castle because it's a drop J.K. In a bucket. Rowling yeah. also lives in a castle. Yeah, So does Enya. Oh, i
0: go to that castle. Do you think yeah. the hallways are always like... <laughs> la, la, la. She's like, those are my cats. <laughs> Do you think Enya and Bjork ever hang out? Um, yes, and then Cher shows up and it gets weird. Whoa. <laughs> that's, that's a party. I... Want to go to the first hour of and then leave before it gets crazy. Yeah. Um. So, thus begins like this thing where he puts her in a bad room and she's like, "Oh, I hate this room, but I'm gonna stick it out because I'm stubborn." And then he's basically slowly falls in love with her,
1: and she finds out that he's a kindly landlord, and he's like, "Oh, I'm actually I went to Cambridge and Oxford. I studied green." piece technology yeah
0: and so he's like if you're gonna keep this up you have to treat it well which is cool yeah yeah well oh this is also this is um from from falling in love is um, this
1: like a mandate on netflix productions of like you need to tout green technology
0: i don't know but it's not a bad thing for them to do so um, it's just kind of (laughs) weird
1: i guess so um okay (laughs) so um is there any other reason what there was something that made her rethink him is it just that they're like oh he's a really nice dude and she's like oh, oh i misjudged yeah, yeah. him basically
0: all of her friends at the pub were were like in the knitting group or like he's actually he's so he's everybody's landlord in this town because he owns all the land around here mm-hmm. and he's
1: really really nice yeah basically. and she's like oh i misjudged you so yeah. i'm going to fall in love with you now. and so
0: she felt like it's really hard to to actually Like they go on a horsey ride and they cut a tree, and then she learns to dance with him.
1: They see, they find a shrine to one of the the ancestors, and she was like a warrior princess. And so she's going to base her next book off of this. uh, Yeah, like this Princess Mononoke lady. Yeah. (laughs) The Uh Scottish Princess Mononoke. (laughs) I'd watch that out of that movie. Super cool.
0: And uh, then. They basically, at one point in time, she she buys all the people at the in her gr- knitting group. They're gonna do this big party on Christmas because that used to be a tradition, mm. right? And she buys all her friends dresses and sweaters. And then she shows up in what I believe is his mom's old dress. I found this. I thought maybe I could wear it tomorrow night. I mean, unless it belonged to your mother or your grandmother. Or you
1: shouldn't be wearing that. Yeah, I, I th- he was like you shouldn't wear that, and I was like it's either the mom's dress or his ex wife's dress. Right.
0: Regardless, you macking him in his mom's or ex's dress.
1: Weird. Weird. But Brooke Shields. I mean, I'm gonna hope that it's the ex's, and it's only gonna give him fuel to rip that dress off.
0: Oh, I mean, maybe that was her her whole deal. It's a yeah. cool dress. It's a it's a lovely dress. I think it's a cool dress. Um, then,
1: uh, <laughs> then more conflict. Well, yeah,
0: like basically they sleep together, and I turned to Kathy and Robin. And I said five minutes before they break it off. Yeah, and it was almost
1: a, exactly five minutes later. Yeah, because um, she's like, "Hey, you know, you can still crash here," and he's like, "I can still crash here." <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, lady! And he gets all upset, and then Brooke Shields is like, Ugh, "You're a monster. <laughs> Forget it. The deal's off." It's like. What you're giving up now? You've yeah. come so far, and he freaks out for ten seconds, and you're giving in. It's pretty. Sarah convived. was so upset at her. She's like, "Brooke, no, no, Brooke, no, Brooke, no." I can't. I can for only only reasons that the script needed conflict. Can I understand why she did it? I see. I see. Her saying that to him, I get that it was a little bit of an overreaction
0: for a human being, Uh but I can see why it would upset him, right? Yeah. Logically, that makes
1: sense. He should be upset, but she has no reason to be triply upset at him for being upset. (laughs) I'll leave because you got mad about this. Yeah. So then, (laughs) and then Ewan, not Ewan, Carrie L was- uh, Yeah, good, similar hair comp though. Sorry. Um, And Scottish, so I was close. Man, this movie could have been better if it had Ewan McGregor. I I don't know. I if is Hugh McGregor falling in love with Carrie Ellis? Yes, that would it would. <laughs> oh my
0: god, this would be a better movie. <laughs> Hello there.
1: Your move. As you wish. Um, he's like ah, I'm an idiot, and then he <sighs> like throws a snowball, <sighs> and at then her. he's
0: like, no, you're not an idiot.
1: <laughs> and so then she's like, you know what? That was dumb, being mad at you. It's like Yeah, goddamn right it was. <laughs> and then they show up at
0: this party, and her daughter shows up because Carrie Elwes got her daughter there.
1: Very lovely moment.
0: And then, but after that, basically what happens is they're like, we're going to have a Christmas party every year. Then it cuts to them having Christmas together. And, and no party. <laughs> like, and then it just goes out
1: the window. There's no like real climax of this movie. It just ends. And, and 10 minutes before the movie, we meet this mystery couple who yeah. checks in <laughs> at the end. And we're like, ooh. And they're like, <laughs> their, their demeanor is like, hello, yeah. we're here. They're like Boris and Natasha. Yeah. Like they're, they're like
0: we these are our normal accents
1: and we're like ooh uh oh who is, are you is something bad going to happen like are they paparazzi or are they like no what they were was the husband
0: her ex-husband and the wife I, I i don't know who else it could have been
1: yeah maybe maybe there was a rewrite and they're like well wait we have all these scenes with the daughter here how are we going to explain why the daughter's here, and maybe they like did a reshoot, and Carrie was is like, "Oh, I invited her." That's the reason why, and like they abandoned this <laughs> the other... whole other plot. Yeah, that would have made the movie better. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I
0: think well, <laughs> I don't it would know. have at least added intrigue. Like there would have been yeah. real conflict.
1: Well, what's weird is the movie sets up that she's a divorcee, and like she obviously was trying to deal with it by killing off this male character in her books who who was the inspiration behind it. Yeah. And then she has this romance with Are we just demanding too much that they actually do some like thematic work here? That they set up this this theme of Brooke Shields has trust issues Mm -hmm. and, you know, she killed off this male character and she's meeting Carrie Owens. I don't see her working through anything from this bad marriage. Her character arc
0: should be that she she not only has these trust issues now, but she's feeling like not she's feeling antagonistic and almost like
1: violent towards men in general. <laughs> I really like, liked him watching the YouTube video where he's like, yeah, oh and my he God. locks his door. That's, <laughs> that's a really good See, scene.
0: That's really good. And then like if he, at one point in time he saw her like sharpening a knife because she was going <laughs> to prepare dinner, but yeah. didn't know why. And he just like slowly backs yeah. out of the room. That could have been funny. Yeah. But they were so uninterested in character development for her.
1: So it's just kind of like maybe we're asking too much. Like maybe you're trying to be super low stakes and keep it really simple so that like three year olds can enjoy this movie. Cause it, it like, it says TVG on it. And like, yeah, I guess so. There's like this weird, like alluded to sex scene. But otherwise, but besides that, it's a very appropriate film. Yeah. Much like the entire Hallmark genre. And it's just weird. Like Netflix is trying to like, cramp on hallmark style where it's like hallmarks like bro like we've been doing this for decades like you can't just come in here and have a squeaky clean movie no no i i'm just so disappointed in
0: netflix because they had all of the parts there yeah except Brooke shields but i will talk about that in a minute where you have at one point in time in this movie you have a castle you have carrie elwis walking backwards up a staircase explaining how a staircase is developed this way so right-handed people would have advantage over left-hand or like people coming from downstairs if they were defending the castle in a sword fight
1: there's something i want to tell you tell me i'm not left-handed either
0: you have the guy who's known for one of the greatest sword fights of all time in cinema television explaining this and, and he just does a little Yeah, and he's gorgeous and like the layout is gorgeous and like the people of this town can be so interesting if you give them a chance. But I just I feel like I really wanted this to be a movie that I would come back to. And it's it's I don't think I will.
1: It's a heartbreaking disappointment the, yeah. But I I call this a shitty netflix movie like i feel yeah. like that's the genre shitty netflix movie yeah at least it's the best of the shitty netflix movies i like this do i like this more than falling in love i do i i mean i the, at least this one has carrie elwes yeah and like yeah. there's a lot more he charming the shining moments. star of it
0: but like i feel like i know the characters of and there's more dynamicism to the characters in Falling in Love, like all the townsfolk? I
1: can't even... All I remember about the townsfolk was that the couple owned the coffee place, and then there was a guy who really likes rugby no I and can't. remember
0: there was the lady who owned the other inn who was like really wanting to take over her inn and yeah. she was really antagonistic and then there sure. was her friend who was in love with the teacher, and she owns the garden uh, shop oh yeah so it's, you have to jog my memory right, right. that's the but, problem though. but in
1: four months when i ask you about these characters i mean you should bring it up at the next rom-com oscars and be like just let's just quiz each other it's like <laughs> mention several characters from falling in love and and just see how far we can get in terms of remembering who they are and what their deal is. Because I yeah. certainly liked the side characters in this and it felt like they had more of a life and it wasn't as disappointing. Because there's a lot of setup in falling in love where it's the lady and the other guy who owns like the basically the Jackson and Suki of that movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think this movie delivered just a little bit more of setting them up. And Wait, doing what do you something mean? with him. Well you had the main in the lady who owned the inn and then Carrie Elwes is like assistant man and they have oh, like uh, a little yeah, back yeah. and forth and they actually just kind of like put a button on their story where they go off and dance. It's like, okay, that's enough. That that I know that they have a life.
0: Yeah, but I mean it's less in this than it is in falling in love.
1: Yeah, I just think it's I I don't know. I think <laughs> I think it's comparing wh- rotten apples to rotten oranges. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, Okay, that's
0: <laughs> well, and then uh, sorry, we there's this weird a- after credits or during credit sequence where the it's, movie has a stroke. <laughs> yeah, where it's kind of like they're they're doing Brooke Shields's next day or next time on um on the Drew Barrymore, the Barrymore show. show, and they're like they're almost
1: bloopers. But they're not at all. It's it's like, but it's just Drew Barrymore and Brooke Shields talking, kind of. And it's like maybe this is behind the scenes of them <laughs> getting Drew ready. Drew Barrymore says, "Scotland." Total fairy tale. You bought a castle in Scotland. Moved to Ireland. uh Scotland. It's a new province. And it's just bizarre. Okay. Um. <laughs> all right. That's the that's the movie. It's a well. Let's. Can you just tell me, like, on a scale of whatever to whatever where this movie lands it's it's a movie that i would probably give like a
0: 1.5 out of five stars to if carrie elvis wasn't in it mm-hmm. but he's just such a shining bright christmas star that i'll give it a two i guess
1: see this movie actually i was like watching them. aesthetically it's wonderful I, yeah and i'm like i'm watching i'm like you know this is good enough for what it needs to be if, sure. if you're gonna be a sh- shitty netflix movie it's like if i'm if i'm putting on a castle for christmas and i'm not putting on all all the other rom-coms that netflix has because they license i don't know if nonny hill's on there now but they have a movies ton. like that and yeah. it's like if i'm going if i'm skipping over all the actually hollywood produced ones that i'm watching this for whatever reason, maybe because there's a child in the room and I can't put on Notting Hill or Four wins in a Funeral. Why couldn't you put on Notting Hill? I don't know. <laughs>
0: okay, I, I hear what you're saying though. Um,
1: but you you gotta have a TVG thing on. Maybe maybe your grandma's there. Who knows? Sure, sure. Uh, I'm just like I guess you're. I guess you're accomplishing what you set out to accomplish. But then the third act happens and all the characters just don't make sense. It's just like you you guys can do better. Like yeah. it's like you were drunk at the wheel when you had to do the third act. Because all the other stuff was charming. like I was they don't have chemistry, but I was at least kind of rooting for them and I really liked that hug. <laughs> <laughs> can
0: I can I ask you so I, I don't know there there's this trope um, that's like the American abroad is loved by all and this is more a tourism thing than anything else. It's mm-hmm. like if you go here we will love you. yeah, but they are the least charming, least interesting person in the movie for the most part. The American. The American. Yeah. I I have to I just have to ask you like what you actually thought about Brooke Shields performance in this. I or why she was why she was cast.
1: Well, Brooke Shields—the only other thing I've seen her in is her guest spot on Friends, where she plays a crazy stalker lady. So I'm just like, yeah, this checks out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do you have
0: do you have any any like I didn't think critical she was, feelings. I
1: didn't think she was bad. I didn't think she was great. I thought she was fine and i was just glad that carrie Elwes was here because if if they didn't have carrie Elwes and it was just generic netflix actor then this movie would just be down the toilet but it's like you know you're bouncing off of carrie Elwes and that's fine that's that's good enough
0: i hope brooke doesn't listen to this <laughs> but i i had such a bad time watching her yeah that's fine like i i, I thought it was bad mm-hmm.
1: um that's all I'll say about. Do you have it. any constructive criticism for her? Oh,
0: yeah, you want me to to give <laughs> like if you're advice? on the set and it's no. like we're gonna try that again this time. It just there was just something about the performance that felt what it what it feels like to me is. Um, do you ever eat? This is not constructive criticism. <laughs> this is this is we can cut this later if you want. You ever but, have dairy? No. And realize you shouldn't. <laughs> do you ever do you ever like take a bite of like uh. A cookie or just something soft and tasty and then for some reason there's like a grain of sand that somehow got in the bite of whatever Uh, you're in and then you bite it between uh, your teeth it felt like the way she was smiling the way she was delivering her lines the lack of interesting lines she was given to say like all of it really made this movie worse for me and I rarely feel that way about an actor and so I'm sure she's done other wonderful things. I know that she's mainly known for being like a really famous model. Mm-hmm. Um, and But she's done acting uh, as well. And I just, uh, I would have really liked to have this movie cast with someone like Drew Barrymore or mm-hmm. someone who could bring character to the role. Because I really yeah. feel like there was such a lack of character to her character. It felt it felt like I was watching one of the most basic people go. <laughs> you
1: hear Brooke Shields, like, I'm sorry, my character lacks character, and I'm the one who's lazy. I know,
0: <laughs> I know, it's fair, 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 Brooke that doesn't exist. But I, I like you. You see, this world that is Scotland and this cute little town and this Carrie Ellis who's grumpy, and when when you have a character like Brooke Shields' character being so flat and basic and I'm not feeling like she's bringing anything interesting to that character at all. It it really, I don't know, made the movie harder to watch for me, but we don't need to harp on this.
1: So The dog was cute. Yeah, the do- the dog was actually a really good actor. And the dog was motivated. Like, falling in love, it's like, oh, go! Ah, yeah, oh, this <laughs> goes go! here! Ah! But this movie, it's like, ah, it's his dog but she's sleeping in, in her room. I like that little moment. Yeah, it's a good beat. Where she... But she also like steals his dog, and I'm like, that's mean. <laughs> but that's I think that's my assessment. The movie has way more enjoyable beats than falling in love. Because falling in love, I was watching it with my jaw a little open, just like, why am I watching this? Uh-huh. Whereas falling in love, whereas this movie, Castle's Castle Christmas. Christmas, I'm just kind of like, okay, <laughs> sure.
0: Uh, I'm not horrified by this. Sure. All right. Well, um, let's see if we can't find a horrifying
1: trope to talk about next. And we're back with trope talk. It's like Scott talk, but with less kilts. Oh,
0: nice. I did like the kilt that was on Carrie Ellis' assistant, mm-hmm. who I also thought was a good actor in this
1: movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was fun. He wore it well. Yeah. yeah. I wanted, Sarah wanted, me and Sarah wanted him to end up with the gay widower. Oh, yeah, totally. Wouldn't that have yeah, been nice? Because they had a better. scene together where yeah. they're like, he's like, come, Wesley. Like, he's like, they have like this little buddy-buddy relationship for yeah. just a second there. I don't know what happened. I think.
0: I think this movie had a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Like I would have just rather watched a movie about like where Carrie Elvis was the main character and it was about this duke who was like at the end of his empire and he had to figure out what to do with his castle and he had his um what's Don Quixote's like buddy? Pancho. Pancho. Is Pancho? Pancha? Yeah. Pancha.
1: Pancho Villa? Something like Poncha. that? Uh, I th- <laughs> I think uh this movie I think there is a way to enjoy this movie. It's to enjoy as background noise if you're in a room that feels too quiet and you're doing something else. <laughs> so this this is what I should put my baby to sleep to <laughs> like, at night. You, you, like when you get to the third act, you got to really unfocus your eyes at what you're looking at because it's like zoomed way out. Like if you're watching it from across the street, you would like be like, okay, and then this happens and then this happens. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, that's cariolas I love him. Uh, yeah. And so it's like, I, I don't want to compare it to falling in love in, in like cons- unendingly, yeah. but but nonetheless, there's so many moments in falling in love where it's like, you what with the what? Whereas <laughs> this, I'm just kind of like, yeah, that's 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 the safe choice, that's the safe choice. It just hits all the, the mm-hmm. paint by numbers things. So, anyways, the trope that we're talking about, yes, the trope is Americans abroad. I'm afraid of Americans. Which we've our
0: alliteration game is just spot on uh these days.
1: You got an American in Paris, you've got From Russia with Love, an American
0: Werewolf (laughs) in London.
1: Uh, so I think the best (laughs) example of this, which is a really interesting thing, is that all of the mainline Richard Curtis rom coms Mm -hmm. feature Americans abroad and Mm -hmm. falling in love with their bumbling British protagonists. Yep. So you got Four Weddings and Funeral. You've got Carrie, played by Andy McDowell, falls in love with Hugh Grant. You've got Notting Hill. And it's Julia Roberts, uh, famous American, Anna Scott. Anna Scott. Um, great Scott, it's wait, Anna wait, Scott. Wait, no. Oh, she's a Scott. No, Anna Scott. Yeah, but Sir Hugh Grant's not a Scott. He should be. <laughs> 'Cause you'd be like, that's crazy that you're Anna Scott and I'm a Scott. So and we could have a Scotch egg for breakfast. Oh, and we could drink some Scotch. She's like, I'm out Okay, here. my favorite scene
0: one of my favorite scenes in this movie is when she walks in on him taking a bath and
1: <laughs> see there's just lots of good moments yeah yeah,
0: yeah but it doesn't
1: all, add up to a good movie but at least all, it has these
0: moments i feel like they're all good moments because of carrie grant's character being so cool elvis, Cary, elvis oh did i say grant yeah but he, well he, he might as well does, be.
1: he does for for grant and if anything this movie is a demo reel where you're you're watching princess bride and it's like i wonder what carrie elvis is up to these days you go here it's like oh it's too bad that he's doing this but I'm glad he's still good at what he does. He, yeah, well, he, and he was recently in Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. No, he's 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 killing it. He's in doing the roles. great. Stuff. He just has some shitty movies sometimes. That's it's
0: not his fault. That was my least favorite thing about working on Stranger Things because that his around. character wasn't
1: mm-hmm. damn, there, and so I was just like, "Oh, my one chance." <laughs> um, but but if Carrie is listening, it's like we love you. No, oh, <laughs> yes, for sure. Now, why
0: why is it that we always find Americans abroad? It, it's Rather than the other way around. Because very infrequently is it like uh, somebody from, you know, Europe or somebody from Japan or somebody from like India goes to America. Like it's usually like at that point in time, a serious drama like
1: story. Well, have you written like a straight up romance story as a script? Like just like that's the main point of the story? Not a straight romance. Because like when I'm writing romance, I tend to write the, like, effect... Like, the love... Ob- not objects, excuse me. But <laughs> the, the object of affection. But the person who is being fallen in love with is just kind of, like, me being like, well, who would I fall in love with? And that's why... <laughs> Rachel explained when we made Emily, she's like, "Oh, I just, I just played it as if I was playing your, as Sarah. Just mm-hmm. like, because I knew that's what you've writ, you wrote in the first place. You're basically place. Hitchcock, <laughs> yeah. is what you're saying. And, and so, like, I feel like with Richard Curtis, it's the same thing where he's just got a thing for American girls, mm. and it's just yeah, kind of totally. like he writes what he wants to fall in love with. And it, like when you have something like this, it's an
0: automatic fish out of water, yeah. right? And so." You know, they're going to be learning new things, they're going to grate against, um, like whatever the society is that they're stepping into. But how cool would it be if at one point in time we got an interesting American who was just like a normal person but was like had something to bring to somewhere else besides their determination? Because I feel like that's what we have, we always have like this. This person who headbutts their way through a problem, and that's what makes them most American, or at least in the last two that we've watched.
1: Right, and then you've got literally an American in Paris, where Gene Kelly is an American in Paris, Mm -hmm. and he just is. He's charming. He's a leftover. He's an expat, so he went there for the war, and he just never went home. And Uh but he's just kind of like determined to have an artistic career. In France, uh-huh. like that's his like main quality and that's what drives everything he does is his determination.
0: And and I like when when there's uh, an American abroad who is like fascinated with a culture as well, because in fucking, uh, falling in love, she's almost just like, this place is gross and I'm wearing my boots and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I and, can't oh, believe I have
1: to walk on dirt. Uh,
0: uh, but when you have somebody like um, Owen Wilson in uh, Midnight in Paris, right? Uh, just thinking about that, he loves it. Yeah, he's like, I yeah, I'm I'm kind of a nerd, and yeah, I'm American, and I'm not as sophisticated as some of you French people. But I love this, and I dig it, and I'm like soaking in culture. Yeah, and I I like seeing that more so. And there's something about Julia Roberts' character that I think is the pinnacle of. Being in between those two places where she's not like gushing about the culture, but she's also not like grating against it, where she just kind of slips in, like, I can be undercover here, even though I'm super, super famous.
1: Yeah. And what's interesting is, I mean, most of the ones that we've brought up are just one filmmaker, but Britain is portrayed as good old home. And it's not this like.
0: Because there's English speakers.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But like Notting Hill, he's very much portraying the single neighborhood in london he's just saying i'm just going to talk about this one place and you can understand why anna scott would want to hang out there because uh-huh. like this is a charming little place and richard curtis is like i know like that's why i'm making a movie about it and yeah. we if we did that for portland we wouldn't be like ah oregon we would we would find our little sliver that we want to talk about and be like like we would just talk about like mount hood just go to Mount Hood. It's great there. And it, but in this
0: in this movie, like in Falling in Love, you have like when she gets to the place, you have uh, of Scotland. She's like driving through the countryside, and um, there's castles everywhere, and it's just green for miles. Which that is what a lot of Scotland does look like. Mm-hmm. But <sighs> the reason why the the thing I think is weirder than even like Netflix is being like. Go environmental, which is like I I get that that's top down and stuff and but that's something I can like be on board with and mm-hmm. be like, Okay, yeah, this aligns with my values. But It still uh, feels like a
1: product placement. It
0: does, but but like they're not really
1: placing a product, they're placing a mindset. Yeah, but it's still like product integration where it's like, I only drink Snapple. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but it's it's not, you you have to admit it's not that corporate. No, no, no. But what feels weird to me, especially as an American, is watching these movies and them being like, "Hey, Americans, this place that you've romanticized forever, it's just as romantic as you think." Mm-hmm. You just wait, you come here and you, you hobbits? Yeah. Yeah. They're in New Zealand. Feel it, baby. But I feel like that is. A haka? It's going to be happening on the street. I,
1: I do think that is the point of. They the- fucking sing. I take the high right. road and you but take the low. That Which, makes narrative sense because a, she's singing it at him and that's the only one she's going to know. She's not going to know any other lilts to sing. Well,
0: yeah, but she doesn't start them singing it. It's no, like but she the, can a sing, band decides to play that. Sure, but at, she at their can sing along
1: pub. and it's it's stupid and it's cheesy. But for a shitty Netflix movie, I buy it. Like the suspension disbelief hits. I'm just like, yeah. And I think that's the reason why a lot of people come to these movies is they're like, romance set in a castle, fucking sign me up. Like that's all they want. Just give me a castle, give me a romance, I'm I'm satisfied. I, I, I hear you. It definitely sounds like you're saying
0: Netflix. TV for idiots. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, just a little. Okay. <laughs> but I think I think people watching it are like, I don't want a complicated movie like Notting Hill. I don't want to think too hard. I just it's not that complicated. It's not like we are watching Inception or <laughs> like, I don't know, I'm like Fellini or something. I'm just mm-hmm. looking at your shelf.
0: You know, it's not complicated to but make, that's the only thing make a I'll, romance. I know,
1: but that's the only thing I'll go to bat for. It's like, for the most part, like I said. I was fine with the story and like if you just tried a little bit harder, I would have come back to it and ah, enjoyed it more.
0: I, I think I, I'm kind of in the same camp. I, I think it's bad, but I think if you would have put a little bit more effort into this, this would have been a movie I came back and watched.
1: Well also it's and it's an appropriate movie for young young people, like eleven year olds. Like this is a movie that you could watch with a tween, like intentionally watch with a tween. I could, I wouldn't, because <laughs> I I don't want to poison them. Right, but you <laughs> can't watch Four Weddings and a Funeral with a tween or at least I'm not going to watch it with a tween. It's it's just going to be a little inappropriate. You could, but it's not going to be as fun for them. I guess I watched um I watched Notting Hill when I was about 11. Oh wow. That would have been way o- not over my head, but I would have been really bored by it. I'm like, why am I watching this? I should be watching The Phantom Menace. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I mean we've kind of pre-established that you you weren't I, you weren't into romantic things. Sure, back but I'm then. saying the average tween age people in the world. This would be so boring to me as a tween.
0: I would have hated this movie as a tween.
1: Okay. You are an enlightened no, special no, no. boy. I
0: think you would have too. Like there's nothing no, interesting I, happening. I, I know. Yeah. I'm
1: just imagining Sarah who like her favorite movie as a child was You've Got Mail. And this is just a TV movie. It's never gonna overtake You've Got Mail. But it's a Friday night. She's having a sleepover with her friends. This is a fine movie to just throw on or should have been. And I think that's The intention of the filmmakers for this film is to have something that's appropriate for all ages, which really homogenizes it and really just makes it more bland. But I I don't know. That's why American cheese tastes that way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And maybe maybe that's the thing like that grates even more against me when we have these characters like um, uh, the ones in Falling in Love. And um, I mean, in The Christmas Prince, like we have... We have all of these Americans that go to these foreign places and just seem so basic and uninteresting as humans, Mm -hmm. as characters. There's just nothing going on with them that I'm like, you are unique because of X. And it feels like that's what Netflix thinks about everyone in America. And it
1: it feels dumb. I think I got it. I think you're saying like, when I go to Scotland, I want to go to like an authentic place in Scotland to enjoy it. And Netflix is like... Well, we're going to take you to the heart of this downtown place and we're only going to take you to the corporate stores and you're not going to actually go visit small businesses. We're just going to show you like the the uh, it's a small world version of it so that you're not actually getting the real thing. It's I, like I don't mind the world that we're going into. like I, But you're I, not getting anything authentic. I
0: I feel what I'm not getting anything authentic from is our characters. Yeah. Like our, our but but like the castle and like the small town, I'm I'm fine with that. Like that's that's a small place with a, a couple of pleasant characters for a Christmas movie. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah.
1: But it's like it's like you have a you have a layover in England. You go and get bangers and mash, and it's like, yeah, I visited England. It's like, did you? <laughs> like like you had this very generic experience that doesn't make it. Like genuine, it doesn't make it character. So, sure.
0: well, you know. Speaking of genuine experiences, Ryan, if if you if you if you had to if you if you were forced at sword point by Carrie Ellis,
1: no, to the pain
0: to give this movie a Robo
1: Musker, would you? <laughs> I I would have to. <laughs> Everyone gets one, and everybody gets one. <laughs> I mean. You're gonna hate me because I'm gonna I'm gonna take the only good one. Best production design. Uh-huh. it was a good production design. Yeah. yeah. The I liked it a lot. Great the and the sweaters were amazing. And it was the castle is dressed correctly. Uh-huh. Like there <sighs> Those those baked goods looked so good. <laughs> <laughs> but like, remember in Fall in Love where she's like looking at the kitchen, she's like, Oh, this is terrible. And Sarah's like I would take that kitchen. I would just clean it. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing yeah. wrong with this kitchen. But like he takes her to the dingy room that she's going to sleep in. And it's like, yeah, that looks like shit. That looks like really cold and horrendous. And so they did a much better job. I mean,
0: it looks cold. It looked like it would take maybe two days to make look wonderful. Right.
1: But it's just like it's far more evocative this time around. So sure. They did. A, right.
0: They did a good job. I'm gonna give this movie best shining star, best Christmas star because I think that really what saved this saves this movie from my complete derision is Carrie Elwes. And when you have an actor who can do that in a, and seemingly had a good time doing it, there was something about his performance that made me think like, you're doing this for a paycheck, but I think you're putting your heart and soul into it Mm -hmm. in a way you don't have to. Mm -hmm. And it made my respect
1: for him, which already exists in a pretty high plane, go even higher. So Mm -hmm. best shining star. Yeah. Um, because for me, having him around, I don't mind if I had to be at, like, a relative's house. And they, you, you've ex- explained this, that sometimes just Hallmark movies are on. And so it's yeah, like, yeah. some are more tolerable than others. Sure. This is far more tolerable where it's like, I'm not going to watch, but I'm going to be on my phone the whole time. But I don't mind it being here, whereas other shitty Hallmark or Netflix movies, I'm like, I'm going to take off. Sure, <laughs> like, sure, sure, sure. I, I can't be around this. It's yeah, uh, too painful. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. But L was
0: shining star indeed um ask me the question because i got a good answer for you right now
1: surprising answer tell me who would you fall in love with
0: are there any circumstances in which uh, the two of you might be more than just good friends the truth of it is i've loved you from the first second i met you
1: but mostly i hate the way i don't hate you not even close not even a little bit not even
0: at all. You have bewitched me, body and soul, and I love, I love, I love you. I know.
1: Carrie you you <laughs> Elvis.
0: <laughs> I mean, come on. Can we
1: both say Carrie Elvis? Yeah, of course
0: we can. Yeah, Carrie Elvis. He's a he's a duke that t- treats his subjects well. He has a dog and a like a cool like partner that mm-hmm. helps him take care of the place. He's handy. He's smoldering. He plants two trees when he takes ones up and he can ride a horse. When he was downstairs and he threw a snowball at her Mm. in the window, I was like, come on, say it. Say, I found these horses. Hello, pretty lady. (laughs) (laughs) And but he didn't. <laughs> no,
1: but he didn't. Uh, runner up goes to the cute baker girl. Me, yeah, high five. She's very cute. The way. She
0: was real close.
1: But I was just like, like a Richard
0: re- Curtis movie. All of these characters could have just been really like been really out. cool characters, and I want to see her act more because I thought she was good.
1: Yeah. So uh, what can you do? I thought
0: her Angus and the lady who ran the end were all
1: fine. They were. I would say on the curve. They're better than average.
0: I think they're all good actors, was the thing. Like, yeah. they
1: got cast in this Netflix movie because they're Scottish.
0: And it's like, yeah, but you're all good. You're yeah. better than Brook Shield.
1: <laughs> but they're all, <laughs> I, like, I just like this, like, kind of pan, too. They're all just kind of knitting there. And it's like, that's yeah, kind of an amusing shot. Yeah, it I is. I like the look of it. So, <laughs> and it just made, I don't know, it made more sense as compared to other ensembles from these shitty movies where it's like why are these people here it's like well they yeah know, it's they're... the only local place to gather and they're all <laughs> there's nothing else to Great. do in this little town and they're all neighbors and
0: now I, I did notice that Angus um, he, he didn't speak until the end but he did sing which I thought might have been a really interesting thing had they cared more about these characters in this movie. Like no
1: one reacted to him singing.
0: Yeah, it should have been Brooke Shields like turning and looking at him and then like um, the old lady like sidling up to her and uh, this is where I'm rewriting the movie.
1: You write your first draft
0: with your heart and you rewrite with your head. The old lady sidles up to Brooke Shields and she's like, this is the only way we can get him to talk is if we sing. And then at the end, Brooke Shields could have like started, like found out like his favorite song was X or his ex's favorite song was X and started singing it and got him to sing along. Aww. And that could have been like also what broke him yeah. and into uh, like, not broke him, but you know, allowed him to like come back out vocally. I yeah. I, I mean,
1: I think this, I, I would have taken any rewrite to this movie. <laughs> and And there's like, the understanding of like well you don't want to make it too complicated because again we're trying to keep it a very simple you know all inclusive thing. Yeah but what thing? complicates things? That's the point is like I don't need you to make it Notting Hill level of like character development. Just we're, just a smidge. We're just telling the filmmakers at Netflix and I really think it's the executives who are ruining these movies because yeah. I can see like the production design was good. They cast correctly yeah. at, at least with uh, Carrie Elwes yeah. and the side characters. So it's like Someone knew what they were doing, but it feels like someone like ruined it at the same time where they were just like making these dumb editing decisions. Yeah. So, the director of this
0: movie, uh, the most notable thing that she's directed um, other than this is Pet Cemetery. Mm. And everything else has been like kind of TV, but not good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really odd to me that this is a movie that this person looking at her other credits would choose to direct. Right. Um so the whole thing feels like executive born paycheck land. Like here's the thing. Uh, also this is made by the um, like the um American Corporation of Movies or the <laughs>
1: some generic thing. Yeah yeah it's, it's like motion it,
0: picture it, company of America. It's it, it, it says corporation in the title yeah. of, of the thing. It's it's like from from moment one it feels manufactured.
1: Yeah and I th- I think it, from what I looked at it, the acting's kind of bad throughout even when it's carrie elwes it's like i know he has better takes than him yeah but it feels like netflix is cheaping out and not giving them time yeah which is why it would make sense that they would hire a director who's mostly done television so they can just go 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 Mm -hmm. and i just wonder if netflix came to you and like hey here's a script it's called the castle for christmas we've got carrie elwes and you'd be like i'm in robin asked me the same question but you would put up with so much bullshit from netflix where they wouldn't wouldn't give you the time to do it right. They wouldn't let you do rewrites. They wouldn't let you be in the editor's room. They would just lock you out and just be like, "We're just want. A, we just want a yeah. product. Just you, give you, it."
0: You really can't lay like blame. I feel like now that we've gotten here, watching Netflix movies, I don't think when there is a failure at Netflix, I don't think you can lay the blame on anybody's doorstep except the executives for just, the most part. Just
1: Netflix, and this is our message to Netflix: Do better. Do. F- better we God. deserve better like ryan and i the one of the hard things
0: about being young filmmakers who have written a lot we've written s- quite a few scripts at this point in time and every single one of them is i don't mean to toot our own horn this sounds like <laughs> I, we are they're better than this but at the same time i don't know what would happen if we brought one of those scripts yeah to netflix and like it got chopped up as, yeah. as as much as this seemingly has been.
1: Yeah, and that's why we're not like saying, "Oh, these filmmakers are garbage." No, we could have done no, no, a better no, no, job. Not it's at like, all. no, we understand, and we're not asking you to be Citizen Kane. No, <laughs> we're just asking you to be a little better. And it's Netflix's fault for not investing properly of giving the shoot times so that they can do more than one take, yeah, and, that and they can I, again, think about the edit Again, we don't know this more. for sure, but, but it, that's, that's just what it feels. That's like. That's our assessment. Yeah. And so, it's you guys are fine. We we love you. It's not your fault, but Netflix. Come on. Hey, Flo! Huh? Mail come. Got mail for you. Oh, Pete, you've got mail. You sent me a letter. You've got mail. Oh ho
0: oh,
1: oh. ho. Oh no. Oh. Oh no. Ow. That was the train, man. <laughs> He's already gone. Yeah, but he threw was this. Was he was he wearing a Santa hat? He
0: threw this present. It's it smells of j- a Jello mold. Uh, <laughs> Open it. Open it. J- it. Oh. <laughs> yes, it wiggles. It is Jello mold, but inside is your um, is your essay. Hold on, I'm going Stick in. Stick your
1: finger in. Nice. It looks delicious. Yeah. <sighs> oh, nice.
0: Okay, um, yeah, it is your essay. Oh, it's, oh, this is good. This, Folks, if you want to go over to patreon.com slash right now, you can read this essay, which is a guest essay. It's not even written by you. No, I, I didn't it write was, it. No, no, it's written by Paris Geller from the Gilmore Girls, mm-hmm. and she is, uh, she's written top, or worst five romcoms of all time. Yep. Paris. There's some really good rom-coms on this list.
1: We, I thought they were good but we, you know we went to Paris and we said you know write whatever you want to write about and she decided I mean, to Paris just is say right. five worst rom-coms. And so if you want to see which rom-coms she chose and her reasoning behind those choices. One of them is Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. Well,
0: well,
1: you're you're not to have to figure out why.
0: The other stuff that you can find on patreon.com slash romcom gents uh, which is our Patreon if you haven't figured that out. Is nothing else by Paris Geller, but you can <laughs> you can see our um, Gilmore Girl or listen to our Gilmore Girls reviews, which are our monthly bonus episodes. We've done the first two seasons, but we've also done uh, myriad other movies. We've done, or we're, this month we're doing Die Hard. Die Hard. Die
1: Hard. Uh, we also have a bonus, uh, not a bonus episode, just a movie poll that you get to pick uh, our movie because you're patrons and you have the power. You have the power. So it's Christmas in December. Crazy. It's a Christmas to remember in Wait, December. Wait, hold on. That's That's got to be a, um, a Christmas in December. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we should just write it. We should write it, send it to them. They'll make it. We'll make some money. Finally.
1: You know... They they should make an airplane style like we've talked about they came together, but they should do a parody movie of and call it a Christmas in December. Oh and my It would God. be a parody of every Hallmark fan. A December for Christmas. I think I think every <laughs> diehard Hallmark fan would be like, that needs to happen. Oh like yeah, they know for sure. they know how tropey these movies uh-huh, are. And uh-huh. that's part I think of the they'd fun. Be on board. Yeah. yeah. So the poll for a Christmas in December is <laughs> a Christmas prince holiday. The Best Man Holiday and the Preacher's Wife. Now, two of those Netflix mm-hmm. are Netflix rom-coms, and two are pr- rom-coms that existed prior. So far, Holiday is winning by uh, like by, by a, a wide margin, just by a slim margin. Okay. So help us not watch that movie, please, please God. <laughs> or. Just make us the experts on shitty Netflix sure. rom-coms, sure. and we will really get an assessment. And I just yeah. want to build out the curve more, because yeah, me too. at the top of the curve, is still set it up. We've we've really,
0: uh, for Netflix rom-coms slash Netflix um, Christmas rom-coms, you and I have only watched this one... And A Christmas Prince. And A Christmas Prince, which we didn't watch for the podcast, but we yeah. might. We might. Well, that's wonderful. Did we get any other letters this week?
1: No other letters... Um, other than just well wishes and a hooray from all of the, I just want to say thank you to followers on Instagram. Yeah. You guys have we've got a good community building up very there. Very beautiful people. Thank you for following and being engaged. It makes me happy.
0: Next week,
1: we mm-hmm. have a very special guest. Mm-hmm. We've got Carrie Francis, uh, Broadway person, lady, <laughs> and <laughs> I think we call them actors. Yeah. <laughs> uh she's also in knives out um she's got a new christmas single out and uh i don't know if i can play a snippet i'm gonna ask her if i can play a snippet but if we can
0: it's going here
1: if we can't i'll say oh shucks but go on to she should be on all the platforms itunes spotify um cd vinyl audio cassette um eight track eight track big big Um, an eight track She's gonna be our guest, and I I put it up to her. I'm like, well, "What do you want to watch?" And she's like, "Holiday Inn." We're gonna do Holiday Inn. We are sweet. Doing Let's do Holiday Inn. Holiday
0: Inn. So that's gonna be a real like basically polar opposite of this movie, mm-hmm. um, set in the 1940s, I believe,
1: made in and set in the 1940s. And
0: it's you know Bing Crosby, Fred Astaire. Fred Astaire does a great drunk dance. Um, mm-hmm. You know, fair warning, uh, it's an old movie. Content warning. Content warning. There content is a little bit there. of blackface in this movie. We'll We're going to talk about it. About it. Um, but it's also probably heartwarming. It's been a while since I've watched it. Yeah. Somebody says Connecticut in it. I'm really excited for
1: that. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I'm excited for next week because we get to... uh Carrie's been on a bunch of other podcasts I've been listening to, and they always grill her about Knives Out, and I'm like... Do do is she gonna get tired of talking about her experience on Knives Out? But it's it's really interesting, and I think you, our audience, will be really interested to hear some of her stories because it's yeah. really cool. Do you
0: wanna maybe send her an email beforehand and be like, hey, do you wanna talk knives out? Or no, would she's you going not? to.
1: We're gonna make her. It's <laughs> it's happening. I okay. mean, she has to answer all of our questions.
0: Let's let's make sure she has a good time.
1: She'll have a good time. A not a time. great time. She'll maybe have she'll a have a castle time. for Christmas kind of time. She'll have like a December for Christmas kind of time. <laughs>
0: Uh whoops. Uh this is Kelly and Baby Eloin from the future cuz she's in the room. Uh Carrie and us are actually doing that the next next week. So next week we'll actually be watching that Christmas classic that ensemble piece of all ensemble pieces love actually. Does work. Love love love's all around. All right, back to the back to we're going to end soon. Ryan, I love you so much more than this movie we watched. I love you as much as I love Carrie Elwes. Oh wow, that's don't lie to me, as you wish. And this is where we will say goodbye.
1: Ryan
0: and Kelly must bid you adieu. Thank you for listening to our review. Subscribe, we'll even take a bribe. See you next week on The Gentleman's Guide. To rom-coms.